where you're at right now, you're going to reach the limit to what you're capable of very soon. So if you don't change, you're going to stop growing or you're going to lose that flow state trying to manage it. Welcome to the Do the Impossible podcast. I'm your host, Jason Drees. Don't forget to join me every Monday at 10 a.m. Central for a free mindset alignment. Go to mondaymindsetreset.com to sign up. Don't start your week out of alignment. Today, I've got a fellow bearded man on the call with me today, human being Clay Speakman, multi-business entrepreneur, also has four kids like I do. He's got 26 years of marriage under his belt. He's 30 miles in New York City, where the city stop, where nature starts. And he's got some, he owns some, he's been in the tech space for a while. His new passion he's working on is, is basically helping people find their epic potential through grit. He's most recently been grinding the Go Abundance members at the recent event. Clay, nice to speak to you today, man. Nice to speak with you as well, my bearded friend. <laughs> awesome. So what should we talk about today? Like, how, what should we coach on? What do you want? How can I help? All right. So uh, I love what I do. I'm a, I'm a passionate business owner. I let passion and curiosity uh, and sort of feelings and emotion drive the way I do business. But at the expense is organization and structure and consistency. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have, have been there, right? Mm -hmm. So I want coaching on how I can build more organization and structure into my daily business life without it coming at the expense of spontaneity and energy and feeling. Uh, I don't want to lose that drive because I'm just stuck doing organized tasks. What would that look like if you were more organized? Um, well, I, I mean, the benefit is I wouldn't have small things fall through the cracks mm -hmm. because they didn't grab my attention mm -hmm. on a certain day. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I operate off of a sort of an unorganized, never ending task list of things that I need to get done in no particular order. And I look at it and the things that sort of mostly excite me or jump out as urgent or important, they get done. Um, but, and it's sort of like a, what do I feel like I want to jump to next? Uh, and I love that feeling, but I don't like the feeling at the end of the day that there's things getting missed. Things don't get done. Sometimes after two weeks, I realize I haven't done something that I used to do every week or multiple times a week. Um, so I, I don't feel like I have enough structure to safeguard the things that should be getting done to make sure that they are. How long have you been operating this way? Uh, um, you know, I had a, a company structure before, and when I have other company people around me, it's easy to delegate tasks to them and sort of hold accountable. Um, my newest venture is sort of a solo entrepreneur role, um, and which just gives me total freedom to operate this mm -hmm. way. Um, and I operate when I travel, I operate when I'm home. So I have a every day is different sort of life right now. Mm -hmm. And I have total autonomy on what I do with every minute from when I wake up. Yeah. So it's become, it's become more enjoyable, but it's also become a bigger problem now that I have this sort of open sky structure. So for the past three months, it's sort of been whatever inspires me 
whatever excites me, let's do that. Um, and yeah, I think I need to rein it in a little bit. Are you sure? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Conventional wisdom says I do, uh, or at least I need to understand how to um, hedge, right? Or how to reduce the risk of things completely falling off the radar that I probably needed to get done. Because it sounds to me like you're in a place of alignment and flow and creation and fun and living your life. That's what I'm hearing. Well, I, I do love that. So if that's my place, I'm, and are I'm you, happy are with Are you that. making money this way? Uh, I'm making enough money for a new venture that's starting. I've proven the concept. It's generating income. I'm about to start a, a recurring cycle of revenue that's going to be tacked on to the initial revenue. Okay. Um, so there I'm pretty happy. So you've got a new gig that, that, that you're passionate about. Um, it's generating money. You get to live how you want. You feel free from the corporate grind and you're loving life. You make it sound awesome. So I want to, I want to subscribe. Well, to what and, you're, and, and you're to what telling you're me I need, to be more, I, like I need to be more structured and be more corporate. No, you don't. No, no. Like you have, you've worked your way into your magic. Now, your business, your new venture requires additional resources. And of course, what's creeping up now is your socially corporate conditioned brain, right? That's just like, okay, well, I'm dropping things because the business has grown to the, the venture is now to a scale where it needs more focus. And, but I'm not hearing something you couldn't even outsource to a $5 VA you know, $5 an hour VA or $10 an hour. Like, and I, even if you hired a higher VA, maybe you spent three grand a month on a full-time VA. I'm like, how much is it worth to you to maintain this mode of operation on a monthly basis? Hmm. Yeah. So my feeling is, is this is exactly the, the kind of way that I enjoy operating. And when I operate at my best, um, but I still have that lagging sense of, ah, you know, I'm not very organized and structured and I'm going to let the balls drop and it's going to hurt. It's more of a fear than it is a reality at this point, but it's a fear of what's going to happen if I continue down this path. So, well, well, if, if you do not make any changes, yes, that will happen, but this is partially your intuition as well. So, because you wouldn't, you, I wish you could see my point of view on how many people I'm trying to help get to where you are. <laughs> like, and yeah. well, send them, send them my way. I'll throw a bunch of grit and chaos and failure in their face and maybe that'll help. Them. You know, it's, it seems to me because when people are in that state of alignment and magic and passion, that's where you have your greatest power and impact. The second you start to get into your corporate condition, conditioning, you're out of that state. Cause if you follow your conditioning, you will be average, right? If you, if you do what you think you're supposed to do, you'll end up being average. Now being average in the go abundance room isn't as bad as there are other worse things, but going on your own path is intuitive. It's flow. It's how you work. I'm sitting here going, well, just hire a VA or an assistant. Hmm. Yeah. So then delegation becomes the next challenge of how to delegate things to somebody else without 
losing the control that I enjoy over every aspect of the project right now. So you, I, I talked about going here. You are speaking from this point of view over here that delegation causes you to lose control and authority. That's a point of view you're operating from. Yes. Yeah. Not a fact. Right. Okay. okay. Right. All right. right. It's, I would never say give up authority, delegate action. Oh, I'd say, actually, no, let me rephrase that. I will say give up authority. Don't give up control. Hmm. Right now, just because you haven't done it before doesn't mean you don't know how or you can't. Like it's, yeah, you can absolutely find a resource that will do what needs to be like, find somebody opposite personality as you detail oriented. They love systems. They love processes. You meet with them. You start dumping. They start systematizing. You stay in the magic zone and they balance you out. Yeah. So this is the who, not how concept. I'm very familiar with it, but doing it is another thing, you know, altogether, right? Trusting it, putting somebody else. Um, it feels like so much of my project is a personal extension of who I am. It's my personality. It's my feelings. It's what I've learned on my 10 year journey through grit. And I'm instilling those things. It, it's hard for me to think about giving pieces of that machine away to have somebody else do it in a different style, a different voice. They don't have my mindset. They've not gone through what I've gone through. So that's going to be the stretch challenge for me when I get to that point where there's no way I can handle everything that I need to handle on my own. I'm not there yet, but I'm going to be there in a few months. And that's the point where I think I'm going to have to figure out a solution to scale. And it's going to be, I think, probably what you just said. So how do you see people take those first steps? What's a formula for finding somebody delegating it out, making sure you don't lose your uniqueness and branding because somebody else now is, is executing for you. You don't allow the option to. All right. What does that mean? You got to help me there. Well, you are in the state of flow, the state of magic, and you're talking like a true entrepreneur trying to protect your baby. And I've been there. My first company was like that. And I was trying to protect my baby and all of that. And and then when we talked about the next step, you, it just, you made it into a thing. It's it, like, oh, well, you got to find somebody and you got to train them and how you tell them and it's going gonna, it's gonna to offload. They're not going to do it my way. It's going to lose my magic. Like you, versus, oh, I just need people. Bring them in. There's, there's where you're at right now, you're going to reach the limit to what you're capable of very soon. So if you don't change, you're going to stop growing or you're going to lose that flow state trying to manage it. But, but the, the, the first step is the decision to do it right now. I don't, doesn't sound to me like you've made that decision yet. I think that's where you're in the process of making that decision of do I need, but the first decision is like, do I, well, really, do I want this to continue going and can it go without me? No, it needs help. So, okay, I have to hire resources. I need people. I'm going to figure out how to make this work, period. So you're basically, instead of making that decision, there's actually two decision-making models that our brains go. 
and you're stuck in the first one right now. And this happens a lot until we consciously do it. The first one is decide what's the target. Well, it's more resources, more team. Me keep doing everything I want, maintain the magic, maintain the flow, the creativity, the control, and, and I'm not doing as much work. Like that's the, where you want to go. So let's decide. And then you're trying to create a plan for it. And right now that plan does not exist in your brain. You're trying to do it. You don't know how. And, and the problem with that model, it goes decide, plan, commit. So because you haven't figured out the plan, you get stuck at the commitment level and nothing happens. And that's why you go in circles. Okay. Now we all do this. Some of us do it in, and it's coming up for you right now, Clay, because this is your area of growth in life, leverage leadership in this, in this new venture. And that's why it's coming up right now. The, you also have decide, yeah, I'm going to leverage, bring in some leverage, grow, commit. It's going to happen. And then three, figure out how. So because you haven't made the decision yet, you're not pulling in all your resources. So the first step you need to do is say, I love this thing. You're making this massive impact on men and other people. You're getting them ignited with their passion, with their grit. You're lighting them on fire. You're literally changing the world. And it's fulfilling and fantastic. And from the years you've had in the corporate world, you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. I don't want to do any of the other shit, right? So there's, there's that's something like that's going on too, which is fantastic. And now it's like, it, this entity needs more than me because as soon as you start to acknowledge it as its own entity versus you, then you can start to allow people to pull into it because what happens a lot of times is we, we start a business and it's my baby, it's my baby, my baby. But if you actually treat it like it's its own entity and you allow other people to connect to it, you will actually start to attract the right resources. When Jason Reese coaching went 10 X in one year from 2019 to 2020, I was just completely overwhelmed. I couldn't, it went, I had 65 coaching clients and then we added like seven coaches and 50 clients in three months. And it was just a complete chaos. And, and one thing I did is I had this idea that like Jason Reese coaching is its own en energetic entity. And I talked to it and I'm like, get a sense of this entity. And I, what is that? What does it want? And it said it wanted, it wants like it wants operations. So then I, we're looking at the people around me. One's an amazing operator. I let him come in and he literally connected to the vision. Another, and then I also talked to the business and it said, what do you need? It wants marketing. Another marketing resource came in and there was a really interesting moment in January of 2021 when I had just had the most amazing year. I 10 X the business, had more money than I ever made before in my life. And my brain is mush and I'm sitting here. Where are we going next? And I have these two amazing resources on my team. And we come to a meeting and they gave me the vision of the company. They're like, JDC is going here. And I got off the, and I'm like, yes, because I didn't have the vision. And what happened in that moment, I got off the phone and I was like, how the hell did those two people get the vision for JDC? Because JDC is, Jason Reese Coaching is my business. It's all me. And what I realized in that moment is that because I was, I was open with the entity of JDC, those two people were actually more aligned with the entity in that moment than I was. So they got the vision. Hmm. I love that you share that. And I love that you're willing to allow that to happen. I, 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 I almost cringe inside of the idea of me not understanding the vision of the thing that I'm so passionate about and have created, but holding it tightly and not allowing anybody else in I think is your point that that's a limiting factor for the entity. It will, it will stifle it and it'll eventually go out. And the other thing that happens with businesses, cause I've coached, I've coached hundreds of entrepreneurs is that it will always evolve. 
is the second you bring in one body, it will start evolving. Now, you can go with the evolution and the evolvement of it, but if you don't, you're going to stifle it and set it down. Hmm. And you can also through the process is like literally, okay, I'm going to find the right people. It's going to be aligned. Here's the culture. It's going to happen. And then one of the requirements is like, you need to be into grit. And if they're into the, you know, and if they're into that part, then they're in the game. Right. So if they've got to get that piece and like, literally they got to understand what grit is. They have to, you have to walk them through the process or through the course of unlocking their grit. And then as soon, and, and once everybody there gets the grit, then they get it. And you basically, if, if you're not willing to go through one of our grit games and, and then you can't work here. Yeah. I think a friend of mine is, uh, he's the founder of Spartan race and, um, he left wall street to start the Spartan firm. And he went through that with a lot of his people he used to do. Staff meetings, staff meetings were holding a rock, climbing a mountain. And if, if you couldn't attend the staff meeting, you didn't have a job. Um, and I, I love that mentality. Yeah. yeah. You get to create it however you want. But it's, it's really the, and it's, and it's, and it's hard because it's like, this was your baby. It was fulfilling. It was exciting. You've had the contrast of the corporate world, which is like, you know, it's, it's Okay. But when you get the thing you're supposed to do, I understand. Like when I when when I was asked, "Have you ever thought about becoming a coach?" Like ten years ago, it was like I got struck by lightning. My life was changed in that moment. So I get it. Um, and and maybe it's the evolution of how you think about this. It's from your baby or, or something to your mission. Hmm. Yeah. And the mission is going to need to continue to grow. It's going to need some detail oriented people. It's going to need paperwork done. It's going to need things, you know, and you're going to need people to do it. And that energy is going to need to come in. And, and, and those people are going to balance you out and help you. And you're, and, and you may, you know, when you find the right people, it, it changes everything. You're like, Oh my God, how'd I live without you? I like it. Yeah. So, does that help? Yeah, very helpful. Okay. I think, um, you know, there's the, there's the things that I know because I've read and I've listened to, mm-hmm. and there's the things that I, like you said, I haven't decided or committed to. So this is in the bucket of things I know, but things I've not decided and committed to yet. So uh, I think that's the next step for me. Okay. So when are you going to do that? Well, I'll commit to you right now that, you know, I need to put it out to, as part of my vision to attract the kind of people that I need next to help scale. Um, and it just needs to become a part of my flow is that I talk about the things that the organization needs and let anybody who's attracted to that idea come to me with, their own thoughts about how they want to be a part of that vision. Yeah. Yeah. How's that feel? Well, it feels better than not knowing how I'm going to get it all done without any organization. (laughs) Good. That sounds much better because like there's, I, I, who wouldn't want to be a part of this? Like 
you could probably find GoBundance guys who would work part-time come in there. Like, cause this is fun. It's different. It's unique. It's going to create its own culture, its own community. It's like, you're probably not going to have a shortage of people who want to be involved. Yeah. I, I just had a couple of guys do 16 hours straight of grit work in the woods mm-hmm. in Lake Oconee, um, doing some really, really hard stuff, some impossible, some borderline pointless mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> stuff, throwing sandbags and buckets around for a, for a mile. Right. Yeah. Uh, getting a little bit of food, but having to plank while they ate their food. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I just recapped with one of them and he's like, Hey man, what can I do to help? What can I do to help you with some of the things on your plate? All right. So the reward I got for putting him through that much grit and grief is that he wanted to help with the next thing. So I think you're right. It's, you know, are you ready to let it go? It's, it seems like it's, yeah. it's got a lot of attention. The, the feel. Yeah. The feel, the feeler operator in me is hard to do that because I, I have difficulty delegating a task that I don't feel a hundred percent. I know how it should go. So that control issue is something I'm going to have to give up. Well, that's not true. You don't have to give up control. Yeah, I think I, I, right. I understand like, what you're saying like about we're that. We're bringing other resources in, and 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 um, I, I work with an integrator. His name is Lucas Mitchell, and he's the most brilliant integrator I've ever worked with. And the one thing that stands out from my conversations with him is that to really grow a business, you have to let go of everything. And, and, and there's, there's a big shift. Like there's, there's four phases of being an entrepreneur, right? And the first phase is you make your first dollar. Okay. You made your first dollar. And the way you make your first dollar is by taking ownership. You got to take complete and total ownership of everything to make your first dollar. Then you start making your first dollar, but you haven't placed your, replaced your income yet, right? You still got a day job. So you're trying to find something. You got to try every avenue you can get. Oh, okay. This level now you got to take ownership of everything and work really hard. Now you've replaced your income and now you're trying to replace yourself. So you've got earning your first dollar. You've got replacing your, your W2 income and then replacing yourself. And these two steps are opposites because step two is complete and total ownership. Step three is letting go of everything. And step four is duplicating it in other businesses. He was giving me this example. He runs, his name's Lucas Mitchell. He's amazing. And he runs this, um, he's like 10 years younger than me. And he run, he built and runs like a 15 location, five guys hamburger franchise that has over 500 employees. And he runs that business in like part-time. Hmm. He's that good. Hmm. And he was telling me about one of their, their top stores had a new regional VP. And the regional VP had an idea on what they wanted to do in the store. And he went to him and the VP's like, I want to do this idea. And Lucas is like, what are the, what are the downsides of that happening? Uh, he's like, well, this is the risk. He's like, are you willing to, to, to own the, the risks if that doesn't work out? And he said, yes. So the, the employee went, made the decision and it didn't work out and it cost him revenue. Lucas knew it wasn't going to work. And he let him do it anyway because it was the only way he would learn. One of the things that happens with when, we, when we're entrepreneurs is that we control so much of the business that we don't give our staff the ability to grow and create the experiences they need to become the leaders they want. And I'm trying to, I'm dumping everything I have on you because we're talking for 20 minutes here, but yeah. it's like, it's, it's full ownership and now it's letting go and, and you're steering that sailboat, but you've got like people on working parts of that ship. So I would definitely start changing your language 
it's not control, you know, it's delegation. Like it's your business. You can still control everybody. You could fire anybody. You can do that. You have hundred percent control. You're not giving up control, hmm. but you are putting the pieces of the machine together or you can scale it down and just be a solo business with just you. You can do that too. Hmm. Yeah. It's really deciding what I want to engineer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got to think about that. It's a good point. Um, okay. I, I also need to, I, I do believe it, it could be possible to operate this business long-term being a solo. Um, but it would have to be carefully constructed to stay within those bounds. Um, and I have to decide if the, if the limiting factors of that are worth the benefit of keeping it simple. One thing I do know is I don't enjoy managing people nearly as much as I do operating in a flow of myself. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't like being the business operator either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Are you good? I'm good. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for being here today. Thank you. And thank you for watching. This is the Do the Impossible podcast with Jason Drees. To get your own experience of coaching, go to freeintrosession.com. My team will hook you up. I will see you on the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye. Don't forget to go to mondaymindsetreset.com to sign up for my free Monday Mindset Alignment call that happens every Monday at 10 o'clock Central. I'll see you there.